Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's the return of the A&J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, here with my lovely co-host, a.k.a. the A-Chair. Oh, stop it. It's your girl, y'all. It's A, otherwise known as AP, otherwise known as AP Young, otherwise known as APY Blog, um, otherwise known as your daddy's favorite. Ew. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just okay. kidding. <laughs> Maybe your uncle. Your uncle. <laughs> Anyway, it's the return of the A&J podcast. We've been gone. Sorry we left you. And um, hopefully it doesn't happen again. I won't, I'm not going to promise that it won't. But we missed y'all and we hope you missed us. And we're glad to be back. Yeah, y'all. Um, definitely, we were falling off as it was. Like We had all these sporadic postings because as we kept saying on the podcast life was happening life was definitely happening um and a lot more of life happened and we're just back in a, in a good space where we hope we could pick this back up and make it a regular thing but we're not gonna make no promises so as not to disappoint right but we back we we, we moisturized we melanated we hydrated <laughs> You know coconut I mean? water, shea butter, y'all. That's yes. Right. Speaking of which, I got a little coconut in my water with some mango and some pineapples. I'm I with- got a little bit of spice rum in my system, thanks to hubby, and I'm currently being full sponsored by Stella Artois beer. That's right. Um, and some some good pure filtered water. And um, Lucky Buddha Enlightened Beer is helping me. And I'm balancing that out with my fruit infused water over here. And there we here. go. That's the key, folks. You know I mean? balance, balance. balance. That's right. Balance. balance. We got to keep it balanced in the 2019, especially as I'm get on the other side of 30. You know what I mean? Ooh, talk about yeah, it. Talk I'm on the it. other side of 30. I need to keep uh, hydrated. You on the other side of 30. Flush. Quickly climbing up the incline and of 40. I'm here to talk about that. So <laughs> this is not the topic. The topic of the day is. This is our 10th episode. With it being our 10th episode, we celebrated our 10th year of marriage anniversary. So we decided what better way to come back for episode number 10 than to talk about 10 years of marriage, y'all. Mm. Um, and we're going to share with y'all some things that we've learned, the things that we've enjoyed, uh, some of our, our maybe our frustrations and some things we want to work on. Um of course, we do not have a perfect marriage, but we call it our own. We enjoy it. We love each other, and it's a work in progress always. You know, the longer we are together, the more we learn, the more we we grow, the closer we grow. Yeah, so. yeah. I know we've talked about our marriage on this podcast before. Um, we've actually written a blog article, and it's funny because we did a seven-year article um, at our seven-year anniversary we did a things we've learned in marriage blog post um and this year we didn't i you know i thought about it it crossed my mind but there's been so many things going on that neither one of us actually like sat down to write that article so now we're gonna make it up through this podcast so i guess we can we can start with the fact that um 10 years is a big deal that's a milestone in marriage just 10 Um, years of marriage and and it's even we've been together even longer than that but yeah. I think the real education came after we said I do you know yes I mean? and it's interesting because a lot of people think that if you cohabitate before marriage um, things don't change it's an absolute lie folks 
Lies. Go get, I, I, for those of y'all who um, know anything about sports, have any interest in sports, that living together, you know, that shacking up phase or whatever you want to call it, that's like the preseason. Like the, <laughs> the, the real games don't start until you get married. Yes. That's when it counts. That's when you try to take it to the Super Bowl. So yeah. while <clears throat> Jay and I, you know, we cohabitated, obviously, we even gave birth to our second child. Um, second child? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Our second child. I, I did have a biological child, um, but Jared's been in her life since the beginning. We, we have three practically. kids. Yes. So I, but at the birth of our second <clears throat> child was the year before we got married. Um, and even that, you know, you would have thought prepared us for just anything because he hadn't been to the newborn stage with me. Um, I think my, my, my daughter was about two years old, going on three by the time, um, he and I started dating and she was five by the time our second child was born. Um, so the, the newborn stage was really like new for him. And you would think that going through that process would have been, been, you know, what helped us, you know, get through and teach us all we needed to know about cohabitating, living together. And it still wasn't enough. <laughs> like, it still wasn't enough. It's just exhausting. That's all I remember about that with um, our first son, with our second son. It was even worse because... <laughs> We decided to have kids 10 years apart, so... Um, they're not technically 10 years apart. Well, no, not no. 10. I'm sorry. Eight. I'm, I'm sorry. The I'm last two my age, are eight, years, eight apart, years apart, and the oldest and the youngest are 13 years apart. It felt like he, 10. It did. It didn't matter, <laughs> like you know... Our kids are pretty spaced out. I'm going to tell um, you right now, you do not want to go from having a kid in your late 20s to having a kid in your late 30s. Unless you unless you never had a kid before, that's one thing. But nope, because when I talk to people who are in their <laughs> mid or late 30s and it's their first child, you know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, she is like, listen, <laughs> hunting. <laughs> but you know, like, I think it's a different experience for them because it's, it's fresh, it's new. You know what I mean? The second time around, especially after you didn't gotten the groove with two older kids, you know what I mean? Like our oldest son was what eight when you got pregnant with Jax, and you know we had a daughter going in, the, getting ready to go into high school. Like it was, we was coasting then. Like they know how to feed themselves, wash themselves. All we gotta do is give instructions. At that point, we. We wasn't hands-on like we used to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, we had a system. We, yeah, we fell into a rhythm. Um, and even getting to that rhythm with marriage was not... It, it wasn't a cakewalk. Like, it took us some learning. Um, children have their own personalities, so you're juggling two little people who have their own thoughts and ideas. Then you got us, who is learning how to be a moving unit together and a united front while we're raising these two little people and we've definitely faced a lot of ups and downs in that in that way um i would say the biggest lesson that i had to learn and i think i've said this before on the show but i think the biggest lesson i had to learn was partnership um and submission and i know i'm saying like a cuss word to a lot of ladies out here who are like oh no submission i'm not anybody's slave but that's not what submission is but there's um there's a hierarchy in marriage and for us we we've decided to align our marriage with our belief in the Bible. So we definitely try to follow that hierarchy of 
you know, the head of the house is in submission to Christ and the wife is in submission to the husband and the children to the parents because we honestly believe that that system works. Um, and we've seen it work for us. We've seen situations go from being a little bit more tumultuous, from being tumultuous to a little bit smoother when we're operating in that way. But that was difficult for me because I was fairly young when I got married. I was 24. But up until, you know, marriage, I like I, I think we've talked on the show before, I treated our relationship like it. Now I'm not going to say expendable, but kind of like what it was because like I'm going to do what I want to do like it wasn't a partnership because he was, ain't put a ring on it right like I don't have to listen to him like you know I'm just going to go do it I'm going to do make plans for me and the kids this and the third mm. I wasn't consulting him I wasn't you know so I had a lot of growing up to do and that made the first few years of our marriage um, pretty difficult and speaking of putting a ring on it that timing of that song was horrible <laughs> in terms of our relationship <laughs> that song came out at like the the fork in the road in the relationship. It was like, are you? Are we gonna do this or are we gonna go our separate ways? Yeah, I was prepared. Was, okay, I had found an apartment over in a Little Dirty, North song, Philadelphia. That song was a constant <laughs> reminder and uh, uh, a source of inspiration for Abe at that point in time. And it was a, the bane of my existence at that point. But yeah, um, yeah here we are. Yeah, yes. I guess. I just he like hard right quick. Like. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, because I, I don't want to be pressured by Beyonce. All right, like that. You know, that's not what that was. That's but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it, it gave you a little, put a little sauce on the situation. I wasn't feeling that. But you know, we moved past that. We're here, and um, you know, I the first year, you know, it. it I tell people, like, the first year is the honeymoon, but in hindsight, like, it wasn't necessarily the honeymoon <laughs> for us, um, but in some ways it was, because it was like, you know, I say it's the honeymoon because, you know, things are still cute to you, you know, you get, think, things don't get on your nerves, like, you're not tired of each other, oh. little quirks and stuff. It was different for us because we... We spent so much time living together. Like yeah. we, we did everything the wrong way, y'all. We are not. Don't the don't follow in our footsteps. We met on Craigslist. We lived oh, together. <laughs> Had a kid, then got married. Don't walk in our footsteps, please, good lord. Um, well, what I was gonna, what I'm, what I say, but as we we did do everything wrong, we did some stuff backwards, um, and we had lived with each other for almost like three years before we got married. So like that, that aspect of things was gone. It was like, Oh, pick up your shoes. You know, why are you such a slob? And yes. you know, you stop leaving the toilet seat down. Some of these <laughs> things are still lingering by the way, but yes, I, that's, there, really, that's I also not the point. Weekly, y'all. Also not the point. Either right I'm now. falling into the toilet in the middle of the night or I am tripping over a size 12 boot. Um, he obviously doesn't care about my disabilities because he's doing all he can to ensure I damage this hip some more. Um, but it's all good, you know. I still love him. But he's he's correct in that manner. We had already lived together, so you know, the mystery and the magic of that, you know, so to speak, was gone. And not only have we lived together, but now we had a second child to take care of that that was exhausting us. <laughs> 
you know, we were trying to figure it out, trying to manage uh, our finances, trying to be responsible adults, put food on the table, go to work, and, you know, hold this, begin this, this new phase of our relationship as a married couple. So all of those things, complicated things, they made them difficult, um, and we still didn't find our spiritual balance either right. at that time. We weren't it took a while. We weren't on one accord in that regard. And it wasn't until we actually did find that that things started to make sense. You know what I mean? I feel like our honeymoon phase honestly came during the time where most people are probably entering their, you know, I'm annoyed with you phase. So I think probably it's a year five of our marriage is when I don't know if it was maturity. I don't, I don't know if I was just growing up. Um, but it was like a light bulb went off in my head. And I was just like, I want better. I want different. I started trying to learn how to communicate more. I started trying to listen to his advice more. Like he's the financial advisor in the relationship. Um, he taught me a lot about finances and money and things like that. And I was a little hard-headed in the beginning. Um, and I just think by the time year five rolled around, you know, I, I was fi- tired of fighting him. Like, I don't, and I sometimes don't even know why I was fighting him as much as I was, but I was. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm feisty by nature or something like that, but um, I feel like we started to enter into that honeymoon phase. But it's interesting because as we were entering into that stage where it was a little bit more balanced, a little bit more peaceful, we were finding our spiritual balance you know we were going through some tough times um like i had we had moved down to georgia but that wasn't a tough time you know we lost a, a baby a pregnancy and that took a toll on me emotionally especially because at that point he was still in philly and i was here um but i found that during those times it really strengthened our relationship because i learned you know not only to lean on god and to say my prayers and those things but i learned to lean on him um, and to allow him to be a safe place. Once that happened, it's it was definitely like, in my mind for me, things were clicking into place. And it was never that he was unsafe for me. Let me just be very clear. He had always done his best to be, you know, there for me um, and support me. But because I I do have a background of of mental health and depression and things like that, I always felt conflicted about opening up to him because I I didn't want to be the crazy one. I didn't want to stress him out. Um, But I found that in opening up to him and allowing him to to be present with me during difficult times, it it was working the way it, it was intended to work. He was my partner. And we I was getting through something that I you know, initially thought I would never get over this and look at me living and thriving because I I learned to let him be that safe place. And the more I continued to do that, the more I started to fall in love, the more I started to feel ingratiated, the more I started to really just appreciate in a way that I hadn't before. Like, wow, look at what I've got. You know what I mean? And I think oftentimes that's what makes relationships difficult is we we don't really consider what it is we have it's like a you know you take being together for granted oh we've been together five years we've been together six years seven years like uh you know you get used to it 
and I think people stopped appreciating. And so it was it was kind of like relearning all the reasons that I was in love with him to begin with. So And I don't even think that um <clears throat> I don't even look at your five or beyond as like a honeymoon phase as much as I do like just kinda like us kinda finding our groove after yeah. you know, like it's like running I, mean, I equate and I have a lot of sports analogies. I'm sorry, I'm a sports head. <laughs> but um, I'll equate marriage to like a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know what I mean? You can't rush to rush through marriage. Like you have to endure. You have to, you know, find that next level when you start to tire out and when you hit that wall. You have to be able to continue on and just push through and that's really kind of what we where we were at in the beginning of our relationship we started off intense like it's like trying to we we started off trying to sprint you know what <laughs> i mean like Did we? It, everything kind of happened quickly um and then it's like you 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 never see people win marathons by starting off in the front you know the guy in the front is usually not the guy who's in the front at the end um, so we had to figure that out. We had to find our pace. We had to find our rhythm. We had to do it with each other. We had to do it with our children. We had to do it spiritually. And, you know, I feel like having a third child definitely was a disruption to that rhythm Ooh. that we had established. Yes. But I also feel like now we are to the point where we we're kind of finding it again. Right. He, I mean, he's three, so... But, you know, we honestly, when I look back at even having him, um, it was a lot going on at that time. That's when a lot of the my health issues started manifesting. Yeah. And that's a big shift in relationship. If, if y'all have never been or had a loved one that you were a significant other um, who's going through some chronic illness or their uh, mobility changes, that really tests the, the boundaries of your marriage in ways that I never imagined it could. And it's not that, you know, it's not what you think either. It's not, oh, he's a bad guy. He doesn't want to help me. It was none of those things. He's always stepped up to the plate. You never consider, you know, what that means for you emotionally, mentally, the things you start internalizing, the projections, the, you know, the upsets, the ups and downs. Um, and then in the midst of all that, we had a newborn <laughs> a baby so it was like the perfect storm of things going on at that time um and what I will, will say is that I have learned definitely in 10 years of marriage to pick your battles everything does not warrant a fight um everything does not even warrant a we need to have a conversation like some things you just gotta let go. That's that's part of the compromise. Yeah, I mean, I think when we started off, we were pretty young and passionate. Um, so there were more dust ups at that time, more disagreements, you know. Um, and over time, we've it's like uh, looking at you know a, a graph, and you see the lines spike and go down. Like they, our numbers just keep declining. So like we don't won't have those major dust ups anymore. And when we do, like they're fewer and further in between every right. time. It's like you kind of 
it's not just picking your battles. It's like one of the things that one of the reasons why I think so many relationships, marriages, and stuff fell is because like we don't really understand our roles in the relationship. Um, as men and women, like your, your wife or your your woman should be your support. Your man should be your support. Like y'all have to be each other's backbone. You have to balance each other out. You have to be there for one another. And um, you gotta make sure that when your partner is hurting, yeah, you hurting too. Right. And you you wanna you wanna address it like is her pain is your pain, his pain is your pain. You know what I mean? You. If they stick their hand in the fire and get burnt, your hand hurts too. You know what I mean? Right. You got to put it out. You got to make them feel better just like it's, it's an extension of you. Y'all should be an extension and of one another. And that's where it comes to that, you know, becoming one flesh. You got to move as if you're one. And it doesn't mean you can't have your own thoughts. And it doesn't mean you can't have your own personality, your own interests. And that you guys have to be stuck in each other's butt <laughs> all day long, 24-7. This is more about the respect that you guys have for one another. Right. Um, and the love you have for one another. Because right. when you love someone, it's going to fuel you to do things, even if it's not necessarily what you want to do. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah your first inclination you know just because she doesn't like something and you may not feel as strongly about it if she doesn't feel that way you if she doesn't enjoy it you need to figure out how to make your spouse happy you know and that doesn't mean you're a yes man you know everything is within reason but you want to you want a happy partner Right. Your partner is yeah, a happy partner equals a happy relationship. And I know everybody says happy wife, happy life, but really, like he just said, it's you want both parties to be happy. Right. So both of you have to be doing the work. I, I see a lot, of, you know, I'm in a few Facebook groups and I see questions go up. I see these memes all over the place on Instagram and stuff. And it always pits men and women against each other. Like, what what do you think a woman needs to do in a relationship to keep a man happy? Or what do you want, you know? But nobody is ever talking about, like, what can y'all do to keep each other happy? And the other thing that really annoys me is when people are like, oh, a man should pay 100% of the bills and a woman should do this, that, and the third. Like, it's not realistic. This is not the 50s. The economy is different. A couple needs to do financially what works for them in their household. Like, people got to stop letting social media and the opinions of everybody else dictate how they move in their marriage. For us, it's, we are going to consult the Bible first about things and pray about the matter. And we're going to make decisions based on trying to keep in line with that. I'm not concerned about anybody else's thoughts and opinions. And that and that's also something that I really had to learn in marriage is, you know, your friends are nice, but if your mom is nice and having sisters and stuff is nice. But you don't, don't bring your problems about your marriage to anybody in your family, to, any, to your friends, because it's messy. You know what I mean? Work it out with your spouse first. Um, they should be your first line of communication. And if there's something you feel like you can't talk about, 
you know, if you have, you know, somebody that that one person that you can talk to and you know they're mature, you know they're a sound mind, preferably older because they have experience, then I'd say yes, go for that. But don't, um, your marriage is not up for debate or shouldn't be amongst your family members and your friends. It's precious. And you have to protect it as such. And I'm not talking in the cases of, like, domestic violence, obviously. But, right. you know, everybody don't need to know, well, you know, he constantly does this, that, and the third, you know. Because how you represent your partner when they're not around matters. Yeah, totally. Like, this isn't you, your mom, and your dad's relationship. Um, it's you and, your, you and your partner's relationship. Like So, some things need to be kept in-house you know matters of safety are different but just the day-to-day operations nobody nobody outside of the relationship needs to be involved in that um because sometimes people are just giving bad advice and you taking advice from people who maybe don't have your best interests at heart or don't know how to operate in those circumstances so it's really important that y'all work things out together um one thing I know I've learned, and it's something that is still a work in progress for me because I am um, an introvert. I'm somebody who doesn't like people to know exactly what's on my mind all the time. So I keep a lot of my thoughts and my feelings to myself. Um, but that's not how you have, that's not how you operate a successful relationship. Like, when something's bothering you to the point where your mate is seeing it, if something is bothering you to the point where your kids are seeing it, or, you know, the people around you are impacted by it, it's time for you to say something. And it's even better if you don't let it get to that point. Right. Like, is when you if, when you have something on your chest, you something on your mind, something weighing on you, even if it's not something that you... Your partner did, if it's just something that in life that is bothering you and you need to get, you need to vent it, vent it. You want to give your partner the opportunity to be your partner. Um, And they can't be your partner if you don't allow them to be. And that really goes back to learning how to be in a relationship. It's give and take and communication is required. And I think a lot of times we can go into relationships with this idea that we're going to maintain who we are so much that I'm not going to compromise and I'm going to always be who I'm going to be. But realistically, that can't happen. First of all, you should be growing. So you should never just be who you're going to be regardless. You should always be ever growing and evolving and changing for the better, hopefully. But you certainly have to learn how to be there for each other. And realistically, that mindset right there is setting you up for failure. Like, relationships are give and take it's never it should it should never be one-sided if you are in a one-sided relationship it's an unhealthy relationship and you may want to consider reevaluating <laughs> your circumstances all right and i'm not telling anybody to break up with somebody because people can change but the communication is very key in those circumstances because you got to let the person somebody might be doing something they don't even they're not even conscious of right and if you don't tell them that this is bothering you or this is affecting you some way it's gonna somehow, fester. 
is not only is it going to fester, <laughs> but you're also culpable because you're not opening your mouth. So how can somebody, how can you be fair and give somebody the opportunity to address something that they didn't know was an issue for you? That's not fair. That's not being mature. That's not being responsible. And that's also not being healthy. You know, you, you're committed to something with this person like you need to feel comfortable and saying like look i love you but i don't like this about you i don't like that i don't like when you do this to me and i, need I don't like you. how this makes me feel right um and oftentimes i think we discount how we make people feel so even if we're not necessarily doing something wrong and results in your partner feeling a type of way you, you gotta humble yourself and you gotta, you know, you may not necessarily automatically be like, oh, yes, I'll change this. You might have to sit on it, chew on it a little bit, you know, let it get a little soft in your mouth before you swallow it. And then <laughs> determine, you know, how you're going to move forward and how you're going to make the changes so that your partner is not left with those same feelings that brought them to you in the first place. Right. And you also don't want to create situations where it may lead to... Infident, infidelity is what I was going to say because you know you can um you you not saying something or you accepting less than what you know you deserve can eventually lead you to other sources to fulfill that void you know what I mean to fill that that emptiness or that whatever you're not getting um and when you do that then you start creating opportunities for flirting, for, you know, a new confidant. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let me and- just tell y'all now, do not be fooled. Let me tell you something. You can say all you want. Oh, I can have friends with opposite sex. Yeah, nobody's saying you can't. But the nature of relationships should definitely change with your friends with opposite sex yeah. when you get married. And that's a respect issue. That's a um, safety issue because you never want to allow yourself to be put in a position where you're having to face making choices like that. You know, you want to think preemptively when it comes to things like that. Like, let's not get here and and then have to, you know, make some decisions and some choices because it's it's a snowball. And you know, and that that really means like. Don't be meeting up with, you know, your... First of all, don't even be creating no work husbands and no <laughs> no work wives and stuff like that. And don't be meeting up with them without your real life right. partner. You know what I mean? Because then that's just, oh, this was fun. Let's do this again. Yeah. You know, oh, let, next time let's uh, you know, we I can got meet at my place. Some, <laughs> I, think I got some advice a long time ago, uh, uh, you know, about... Make sure your mate's picture is present on your desk and making sure that people know you're married. Bring the spouse up to the job. Like, it, you know, I brought Jay up to my job so often that when my brother used to come up to the job to see me, people thought I was like cheating on my husband. Like, people were like, oh, to me, like, and so people got close enough and they could see that he looked like me. Like, we resembled each other, but, you know, it would be a, a running joke, you know. Um, I went to lunch with my coworkers a million times, but I had one hard and fast rule, which is I never went to lunch with a male um, coworker by myself because I know what it looks like. I know it, how rumors start. 
And I have learned from experience. You know, I had to go through some things to learn. It's better for you to make these decisions to protect yourself and your marriage at all costs. I remember I was writing for a, a hip-hop online magazine. And I had an artist come out to my job. He was actually from Philly um, to interview him for the magazine. Um, and there was no foul play. There was no funniness or anything going on. But we met in a very public space. But I also let my husband know in advance, like, so-and-so's coming to the job to do this. I let one of my other coworkers know, like, I'm going to dip off for lunch. But I'm going to be on the balcony. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be with this person because I just... You know, having gone through things I've gone through, I've learned some very valuable lessons. And the one thing I will say is what what seems harmless is not always harmless. And you have to remember that. And even if it is for you, it may not be for the other party involved. Right. Um, so I was in Atlanta, come on, man. There's so many... <laughs> So many um, married women that are single and so many married men that have, you know, somebody else involved in their relationship, male or female, you know, whatever you choose, that's your business. That's not what we're here to talk about. We just want y'all to have healthy relationships, preferably with your spouse. Um, we, we are very much pro-marriage for people who are in healthy, committed relationships. Right. Um, but um, and that's not even to be preachy, but it's just that's what it is. That's what we believe in. But also, we've learned from experience, <laughs> like, like why doing it that way didn't work. And even for people who knew us and thought, you know, like oh, they have a pretty decent relationship, they're cohabitating. Like I can't tell y'all the stress level that was involved because something always felt off. Like it wasn't balanced. Um, yeah. And I know everybody doesn't feel that way, and I, you know, there's a lot of, but that's where our stance is on the matter. Yeah, I mean, for it was the experience was a little bit different for me because, excuse me, I didn't necessarily have those these values when we started our relationship. It's something that evolved and that I grew into with Tom, so I didn't. It didn't necessarily feel weird in that respect, but. There, there's a distinct difference between our relationship then versus now, right. um, pre-marriage and post-marriage, and um, it really was our mindset, our attitude, our approach to our relationship, um, and you can tell that something was just missing, right? You know, and that, and it's not that you know you get married and. You know, things just fall into place. I think no, marriage actually make th makes things harder um, because you now you're kind of like locked in. It's like right. signing a. It, it's really like signing a contract. It's like when you take those vows and you say for better or worse, um, and forever until I die. Like I know that's not the trend right now. You know, people get married, they think of it as a child, and if they don't like it, they can kind of get out of it, but. That's not the view I have of marriage. Right. It was at some point. I won't even hold you. You know, I kind of thought like, oh, you know, if this isn't where we just get divorced, I'll do this. And, you know, but I, I had to grow spiritually. I had yeah. to grow and understand that that is not the case. So we hear like this. Yep. And when you make those decisions, you, you think about the collateral damage that happens to your children, to, you know, your friends, your family, like. It's more than you to think about in a marriage. So mm -hmm. I will definitely say this. Another thing I've learned in marriage 
is do not discount or um, don't take for granted the ability to wake up to your mate every day. You know, my mom lost her husband a few years back now. It's had to have been about 10 years now. Um, well, I mean, around for as long as you've been married. Because he died shortly after, I believe. He died in that fall. Um, and, you know, she loved him. And she misses him every day. And I think about her often. I think about her disposition and the things she says about her marriage and what her life is like now. And every morning I get up, as cheesy as it may sound, when I'm running through my day and I'm saying my prayers, I say thank you for allowing me to have this relationship with Jerry. Thank you for allowing me to be a mother to these kids, even when they make me want to choke them. Um, because it's real. Because I know that there's nothing in life that's guaranteed. And tomorrow's not promised. I've seen people lose loved ones left and right. I could never imagine what it feels like to be on the other side of that and losing my husband. But I also know that's a real possibility because that's just life. Um... So don't take it for granted. Like, appreciate it. Even the, Like, there are times where I'll be staring at him. He's, like, knocked out, drool around the side of his mouth, snoring and getting on my nerves, and I'm annoyed. But at the same time, I'm like, I just love his face. Like, let me just take it in. Let me just stroke his skin. Let me just, you know, kind of, like, breathe him in. Because I want to remember those things. I want to appreciate those things. You know, Everything about marriage relationships doesn't have to be, oh, yeah, we took a trip here and we did this and we did that. Some of the best moments I've had with Jay have been some of the most simple things. Like, we went on a whole entire vacation for our anniversary when I was pregnant and, like, literally did nothing. <laughs> like, we stayed in our cabin. I think we went out a couple of times, like, to go eat. And, um... But I just had fun being with him, you know, getting in the pool, talking to him, driving. We had driven, you know, for five or six hours to get to our vacation destination. Like, the things that I always love the most about our relationship are never the extravagant things. Are never, you know, oh, we did this amazing thing. It's like the best part of my night. I don't care how corny it sounds to people. Is when I'm getting in the bed and I'm snuggled up next to him. And I could just take a deep breath. And exhale and just say, ah, like, I've been looking forward to this all day. Like, don't take it for granted. Like, just, that's another, that's, like, really the biggest lesson I've learned is don't take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, because tomorrow isn't promised, you know. I think about that a lot. And now it's, like, I guess at one point in time it might have been scary, the idea of being with somebody every day for the rest of your life you know and being and not even so much about being with that person but the fear of making the wrong decision uh, or making a decision you weren't ready to commit to that probably was a bigger concern for me than anything prior to marriage um and now that we're here the the new fear is like what happens if we don't wake up together tomorrow. What happens if, you know, something happens and we can't continue to share these moments together? Um, it's, that's the new scary thing, like the new fear or whatever, because you, you come to grow on one another, you know what I mean? Like you look forward to these small moments, these little things in life and, um, the idea that they could be taken away from you in the blink of an eye can be very scary. And 
just shift your perspective of you know what you appreciate, what you what you don't, you know what you accept and what you won't. Um, it, it we look forward to silly things like you know sharing you know reading posts together and looking at funny comments whooping that talent we sports playing, playing games <laughs> together cards video games you know what i mean just silly stuff you know what i mean sometimes just sharing anecdotes from the day you know what i mean like i literally you know the other day my husband was like yeah you, you know i gotta go pick up jacks you want to take a ride me we can go here or whatever and i i was like sure yeah okay and I just enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the scenery. I enjoyed just talking to him. I enjoyed just looking at him. And even in that moment, like, I had to take a deep breath and just say a quick prayer and just say thank you. You know, I have a lot of bad days. I won't even lie. But the, the parts that make my days so good involve him. So if I could wrap up with all of this, I could just say appreciate who you're with. And appreciate that it's not always going to be perfect either. Right. Um, but don't, at the first sign of trouble, be prepared to not run in the opposite direction. Right. You know, that's what a relationship, that's what any successful marriage is. Like, your grandparents that was married for 60 years or 80 years or whatever, those people was in it for the long haul. You know what I mean? When you see those type of relationships... It wasn't because, like, everything was perfect and they got along all the time and they never had a disagreement or, you know, he ain't never fart in the bed or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, they had their issues. They He, you know, he might have stayed out too late. She might have flirted with a dude at the, at the counter or something one day or something, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? But the thing was, they talked about it, they hashed it out, and they figured out how to move forward. And that's what we get. That's what we're doing on a regular basis. You know what I mean? We, we're learning to not sweat the small stuff and to work through the major issues and the, the frustrations and come back to a happy place and do your best to never go to bed angry at one another. Right. Because that, that's one of the worst things. You know, you would hate to wake up and you would hate to not make it through the night and know that the last thing that the last moment y'all shared together was, was an angry one yeah you know what I mean so that that's the the things that I I like to instill or to be the you know the the end of this conversation the bow on the cherry on top of it or whatever you want to say yeah. it's, it's, it's blood in and blood out when you get married alright Doug Life gang gang nigga. oh good lord <laughs> so basically y'all uh, we're glad we got to stay here and chat with y'all about uh, our 10 years for our 10th episode we're obviously looking for another 10 you know um, I'm just glad to be able to say I've done it with you. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to 10 more, you know, and thank, thankfully no more kids. <laughs> can't well, yeah, can't do that no more. I'll be 40 next year. I ain't even going to hold you. There is no <laughs> more. I will I will cut myself. Besides the fact that sure. these tubes have been <laughs> dry, baby. Yeah, no um, way. But so we are going to be back next week. Um, but no, we won't be back next week because next weekend, well, this coming weekend is going to be the Curvy Style Fashionista Expo. Um, so we're going to be pretty wrapped up tight in that 
for the weekend. We could pre-record something. Maybe no, we will. We, because we are actually going to pod about Yes, we're going to podcast about the TCF so. Style Expo weekend. If you guys aren't familiar, that is um, an a expo here that occurs in Atlanta, hosted by Marie Denae, who was the original Curry Fashionista, um, who is the editor-in-chief of this online um, digital space. Um, designed to be basically a resource for those in the plus community and beyond. Um, so I'm really excited to be going again. This is my third year attending. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to all that that's going to bring, and we're going to be recapping it for you guys on the podcast. All things considered, though, maybe we should at least do a a pre TCF pod. Like maybe just it doesn't have to be a long one. Maybe we could do something. Just a, a tease for it, talk about what we are expecting, you know, what our previous experiences were. We can do like. that. We can, we can do, that. do that. And it'll, we'll probably have to record it on like Thursday or something, though. Right, because um, we, we will be, the fun begins on Friday. Um, so it's a three day event. Um, so yeah, we have some things cooking up. Of course, as always, we're going to drop all of our socials right now. If you guys aren't subscribed to the blog, Come along. Be my friend. Subscribe to the blog at www.apyoungblog.com. And only, I don't know if I ever announced on here. I think we did that I launched my beauty um, brand, my cosmetic line, AP Young Beauty Collection. So you can shop with me. I don't think we've got it since you No, we didn't. I told y'all we, we had stuff going we, on. But um, www.apyoungbeauty.com. You can find me there. Instagram at APY blog at APY beauty LLC and of course you can find the big bear at big talk underscore J yeah, um, it's day, big boy season y'all and one day I might um actually write a post up there or something like that and share some of my my private thoughts we'll, nah, uh, I, we'll keep holding our breath yeah um, but thank you so much for joining us and we hope to see you guys again next week yeah, y'all, it's been a pleasure. Um, sorry this if this wasn't as long as you expected, but I think this is a great return for us. Plus, we don't want to beat y'all in the head with all our uh, our marriage talk. <laughs> I think we get I think forty five strong minutes of it was was good. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think y'all get the gist. We love each other, and we want y'all to find what we have, so you can be happy like we are. All right, folks, we bid you adieu. Good night. Deuces.